Welcome to Cold Case Chronicles, where Kayla Bilbogel and Malia Hawks from Grant, West Virginia, cover many different murder cases. Today, Tuesday, October 10th, 2023, we will be talking about the case of the boy in the box, where in February 1957, John Stichoyang found a four-year-old that for the next 65 years would be known as America's Unknown Child, or the boy in the box. John Stachowiak, a young man hunting muskrats in a park north of Philadelphia, came upon the badly beaten corpse of a young boy, discarded in a cardboard box near the side of the road. He was worried that the police would reprimand him for hunting, so he left the box where it was. Um, who does that? Like, I don't understand why you just call the cops at that point. Like, I understand that you're worried, but like, then again, it's a dead body. Right. I feel like when you just find the body, you're supposed to just automatically go to call the police or let them know there's a body in a box. Like, if you're hunting in that space, it shouldn't be that serious. They're clearly hunting for a reason. It's a park, though? Well, yeah, but like... It's a hunting hunting zone. What if you're allowed to hunt them? That's what we don't know. Apparently not. He's scared about the cops finding out. Well, maybe he's just scared in general. Maybe he just... I don't even know. Anyways, the box with the little boy in it sat there until a few days later, when a college student found it again and decided to call the police. He waited an additional day before calling the police because he was in the area spying on young women but was worried about telling the police why he was there. That's a little weird. What's with everybody waiting a day to tell the cops? I don't know. Like, I understand this dude. Because he was spying on the women. Like, he, can, he can just make something else up. Because he was, it was near a park. Yeah. He can just say he was walking to the park or something. And he, like, got lost. I don't know. He didn't have to be, like, out spying on young women. So, like, they would have known. Exactly. Anywho, the box the boy was found in originally contained a bassinet. Purchased from a JCPenney store. Near the child's body, a man's newsboy royal blue cap was found. Police have a suspicion that it could be tied to the killer. They have a suspicion, but they didn't like act on it, which is like a little suspicion. <laughs> but like, it was just, if it was that close to where the body was found, I feel like they would do more with it. Yeah. Or at least nowadays, whenever they have like the newer stuff, they could like use the DNA, I don't know. See, but now it's such an old case now that the person that killed him is probably, probably When the young boy was found, he was completely nude, but he was wrapped in a flannel blanket. The boy looked to be around four to six years old. The boy's cause of death was determined to be blood force trauma, and according to now-retired Detective Sergeant Bob Coleminer, he appeared to be cleaned and freshly groomed with a haircut. So how are you just going to do that to a child, a four-year-old, at that? I just don't, I'm just not clicking in my head who does that. Very, very evil person. Yeah. The boy was originally buried in a potter's field in Philadelphia which is where he laid until 1998 when his remains were exhumed before being subsequently reinterred at Ivy Hill Cemetery. Captain Jason Smith 
said officers still don't know who killed the boy or the circumstances of how he died, and the investigations will continue. This case is one of the city's longest unsolved homicides. The child was exhibiting evidence of recent and past trauma. The police brought the body back out in 2019 when it was determined the case could benefit from more modern forensic techniques. Well, at least they um, wanted to bring it reopen it. Because at this point, I feel like you can like find more things out, like nowadays. Like technology and everything's improved by a lot. In this one, um, the child was exhibiting evidence of recent and past trauma, so that kid was being abused from day one, yeah. literally being a newborn, until four years old. <laughs> An autopsy was performed on the boy by Dr. Dr. Joseph Spellman, Philadelphia's chief medical examiner. His report showed he had blue eyes and hair that had been badly cut, closely shorn in some areas of his head, shaped almost to the skull and others. That's, that's just like, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're gonna trim the hair, trim the boy's hair or anything, do it nice. Like, I mean, I know you're using the kid, but like, make him look good at least something. He was around 41 inches tall and weighed 30 pounds at the time of his death. So he was four and weighed 30 pounds. That's that's like sad. It's like they're starving. Right in bro. He's only four though. How how much do like normal four year olds weigh? I feel like maybe just a little bit more than that, but still 30 years old. I feel like you know, my brother's nine and weighs 60. Um. Uh, well. Maybe it's not I mean, it's that bad. Or it is. Yeah. In genetics. You never know. But still. That's so sad. Dr. Spellman cited that the cause of death was a savage beating that left the boy's body covered in fresh bruises. Older remarks included an L-shaped scar on his chin, along with one-inch surgical scar on the left side of his chest. What could he have done to leave the scar on the side of his chest? Maybe they were using their pole hands. Or They probably could have. Um, the L-shaped scar on his chin? They probably like threw him and like he busted his chin open. A lengthy regular scar on his left elbow. A well-heeled scar at the groin. But Spellman attributed the boy's death to head trauma, probably with a blood instrument. A ran irregular score? What does that mean? That had to be like, oh, on his left elbow. He was probably just tossed around, honestly. Probably like, like he was scar at the groin. Maybe he was sexually abused. He could have. Yeah. You never know. I mean, he was found naked. I don't know why they didn't put clothes on Right. Like, I mean, at least the boy had a blanket. At least. Because then, if, like, say, like, a, a child and, like, their mother came and found this boy, that would just be, that's so traumatizing. Right. Detectives have had attempted to use DNA testing to identify the boy from his remains before. But the sample was insufficient. A forensic specialist was later able to use the same DNA sample to identify relatives of the boy. That's 
it's crazy that it took so long to finally figure out the DNA boy and figure out who it was. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand how they can't like identify the boy from his remains. But they found his relatives. Exactly. Like, I don't understand how some, like, the DNA, like, works. His name is now known as Joseph Augustus Cerelli, born on January 13, 1953. He was four years old when he died. He wasn't named until 2022, which was 65 years after his death. Why did it take 65 years to name him or find out a name? Because I know they found, like, his relatives and stuff, but how did they figure out his name? That's what I'm not comprehending. How'd they figure out the relatives before who he was? Exactly. Yeah. Or what if they had to figure out the relatives, like, lean back? Other people. Joseph was finally given a headstone with his name on it in January 2023. Before this, the headstone only said, Heavenly Father bless this unknown boy. At least he finally has a headstone with his name on it. I mean, I think it was nice of them to like put Heavenly Father bless this unknown boy. But like, that's very vague. Yeah. But I mean, they really couldn't go off of anything. His parents were finally revealed after 65 years. They are known as Augustus Zarelli, which is the father, and Mary Abel, who went by Betty, in the, is the mother. The parents were never married. Betty ended up dying in 1991 from cancer and Augustus in 2014. Joseph also has eight siblings. Eight siblings, but like, he was put up for adoption. Oh, Family members believe that he was put up for adoption through a Catholic organization shortly after he was born because his mother did this once previously after she gave birth to a daughter. Who could do that? Like, why would you just put your children up for adoption and then but you still have, like, eight more kids? Like, I understand eight is, like, a very big number of, like, children, but, like, putting up two out of the eight, I don't think it's, like, fair. You don't have that many kids and it's that serious. Exactly. Like if you can't take care of them, then. What's the point in having them? Right. 